Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Oh, it's so good to be back with you. Uh, So appreciate our living the love and walking the talk together. What a blessing we are to each other. Having this holy encounter week after week by means of this radio show, transcending time and space. (laughs) It's so good. And I know that uh, most people listen on the download And uh, you can also tell your friends that they can download the show at iTunes. Just search for my name, Jennifer Hadley, and you'll find the show at iTunes. So wonderful to be able to offer this program at no cost, free on the Internet. I love Unity FM. It's wonderful. And I love A Course in Miracles, so precious to me. Let's dive right in and start with a prayer. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and take a deep breath of love and gratitude as we consciously partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and remember our true identity. Breathing in love and gratitude, surrendering Any thoughts of separation, any thoughts of lack, thoughts of attack. We're opening our hearts and minds to a profound awareness of the unity of all life. We're accepting a healing right now. We're awakening in our awareness and remembering ourselves as we truly are. In doing so, we truly share the benefits with all beings because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes, so good. (laughs) Well, I am all pumped up. I'm definitely living in A Course in Miracles land, as many of you know. I am in the midst of offering free eight-week, 16 classes session of Living a Course in Miracles, and you can learn all about it at livingacourseinmiracles.com. So we had Gary Renard last week, and we've got John Mundy this week. How wonderful it is to be really steeping ourselves in these teachings and awakening to the, the possibility in our life that we literally can transform, we can heal, and we've got wonderful examples that people are sharing of how they've done it, how they've made this practical application possible in their life. And last week in the Living a Course in Miracles series with Gary Renard, we were talking about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, which was uh, the inspiration for the show last week. And so really diving deep into that topic. And Gary brought up something that is actually one of the most valuable teachings in A Course in Miracles to me. And that is the teaching on temptation. Because like 
perhaps yourself, you, <laughs> you and I have something in common that, and that is that we have uh, temptations. We have temptations, temptations in all kinds of forms, and it's the temptation to overeat. It's the temptation to self-medicate. It's the temptation to just there's a long list of temptations aren't there the temptation to judge the temptation to try to control and manipulate others constant stream of temptations and in uh chapter 31 section 8 uh, one of the most valuable teachings of all to me in a course of miracles and that is this teaching of Temptation, where it says, and Gary and I were talking about this last week, temptation has one lesson it would teach in all its forms, wherever it occurs. It would persuade the Holy Son of God, He is a body, born in what must die, unable to escape its frailty and bound by what it orders Him to feel. It sets limits on what he can do. Its power is the only strength he has. His grasp cannot exceed its tiny reach. Uh, and you can think of, you know, that saying, uh, I believe it was Shakespeare who said, uh, a man's reach must exceed his grasp or what's ahead and for. So, <laughs> the temptation is to think that we're a body. The temptation is to play small. The temptation is to keep on playing small over and over and over again. Constant stream of temptations to identify with yourself as a human being rather than a spiritual being, facilitating a human experience. So we're awakening to our divinity and let's look at how we can truly make some spiritual progress, get some traction, serious traction in our spiritual awakening through recognizing temptation. Now, as you may have heard me say before, I've said it so many times, the teaching of the Buddha is so valuable to me, and he teaches about attachment that... uh, Buddha said life is suffering and it's life is an experience of having attachments and undoing them. Attachments are of the mind and this is one of the things that Gary was sharing last, last week in the Living a Course of Miracles series at livingacourseofmiracles.com which is totally free by the way. Uh, in that series he was talking about people think of themselves as body, mind and spirit but it's actually all about, our human experience is all about choosing to identify with the body or identify with the spirit. And how we make that choice is in our mind, in our experience of the mind, what we're choosing to think, what we're choosing to think. So very often we are tempted to identify with the body. All forms of self-medication are a temptation to identify with the body. So this was 
a huge leap of progress for me in my spiritual awakening when I realized that all temptation is the temptation to identify with the body. As long as I'm identified with the body, then I'm, I'm having the experience of suffering and attachment. Temptations are attachments that come in the form of either cravings or aversions. So very often the temptation is a craving, right? Craving for a cigarette, craving for drugs, for alcohol, for sex, for something to medicate us so that we're not feeling our feelings because our feelings are unbearable to us. And our feelings, our feelings are the byproduct of our thinking, what I call the divine alarm clock. So if you're not willing to feel your feelings, you're probably going to want to self-medicate them instead, to deny them, to hide them, which actually validates them, makes them more powerful and stronger it seems very challenging to believe if you're identified with the ego that feeling your feelings would actually bring a healing because it oftentimes can feel that if we go into those feelings and we allow ourselves to feel what's really going on that we'll get stuck in it that we'll get trapped in it and we will become uh, mired in our humanness in the frailty of the body. However, when we're willing to identify with the Spirit and follow the voice of the Holy Spirit to see our brothers and sisters also as they truly are, spiritual beings facilitating a human experience, when we're willing to see everyone that way, then it actually becomes much easier for us to feel our feelings. And in the process of feeling our feelings, we will discover that we have misidentified. And that's why we're upset. So Course in Miracles teaches us you're never upset for the reason you think. You're upset because you're choosing separation. You're upset because you're thinking things should be different than they are. But the way things are is the byproduct of our thinking because our experience is a projection of our mind. It is the result of the thoughts that we have been thinking individually and collectively because truly there is only the one. So when there is a temptation, a craving, or an aversion... It is that amazing, wonderful, holy opportunity to turn away from the ego identification and to remember ourselves as pure spirit. Are you willing? Are you willing? This is why the more we can allow the feelings of temptation to be transmuted by the Holy Spirit through our willingness the more healing and spiritual awakening we can have. It really does only take our willingness. We have to be willing to identify with spirit 
and invoke the Holy Spirit to assist us. So Gary was sharing, Gary Renard was sharing last week in the Living a Course in Miracles class that every day he turns everything over to the Holy Spirit. I know for me, for many years, this has been a practice of mine that when I first awaken in the morning, I turn my life over to spirit. I remember that I am spirit and that this is a holy encounter that I'm living and I am not a body. And I give thanks for the opportunity that I have to share the awareness of love that this day will bring. Even though it might be filled with challenges, every single challenge is perfectly designed by Spirit for me to awaken and remember my true identity. Did you realize that? It talks about that in Lesson 135, how, I'm just flipping through my book here, (laughs) In, in Lesson 135, A healed mind is relieved of the belief that it must plan. Although it cannot know the outcome which is best, the means by which it is achieved, nor how to recognize the problem that the plan is made to solve. It must misuse the body and its plans until it recognizes this is so. But when it has accepted this is true, then it is healed and lets the body go. And then that's paragraph 12 Lesson 135, page 254 in my workbook. And um, paragraph 18, it says, What could you not accept if you but knew that everything that happens, all events, past, present, and to come, are gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good? Perhaps you have misunderstood his plan, for he would never offer pain to you. But your defenses did not let you see his loving blessing shine in every step you ever took. While you made plans for death, he led you gently to eternal life. So when in the course of your day you feel a temptation and a craving, and the temptation is to identify with the body, to try to satisfy the body's cravings, which, hello, can never be satisfied except for momentarily, then you are making that choice to identify with the ego and to deny your divinity. And in that very same moment, if you can choose to simply sit with the temptation, invoke the Holy Spirit, invoke your higher self, the I Am Presence, the power and the presence of God into your heart and mind. Perhaps you're, you're able to sit still for a moment. Place your hand on your heart. Take that holy breath like we do when we're in prayer together. Invoking the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me to understand this temptation and to choose rightly. Help me to see correctly. Help me to choose once again for love, now and forevermore. Let me choose love so fully and so completely that this temptation never returns. I choose love. I choose God. That is 
my choice. I will sit in my choice. Even if it's uncomfortable, I'll sit in my choice. Because I'm recognizing that every temptation is the temptation to see myself and everyone else as separate from God. And I am not interested in that vision of my life anymore. I am interested in freedom and knowing my true identity and the true identity of my brothers and sisters. This is what I am choosing. And be willing to feel what you feel, to allow your mind to cleanse and clarify. You may notice that certain thoughts bubble up to the surface so that you can address them, so that you can choose love instead of the thought of separation. We very often must be willing to examine what is going on, what the temptation is about. Have that willingness to partner up with the Holy Spirit in order to transcend and transmute the the temptation. It might be incredibly difficult. It might be incredibly challenging. And yet, there is that within us which knows how to choose love and stick to it. So we partner up with the Holy Spirit so we don't go it alone. We rest in the strength of God Almighty, love Almighty, and remember ourselves. This is the practice. So it's time for us to take a break, and I'll just remind you that I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you are listening to A Course in Miracles. Today, we're walking the talk and living the love together on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're talking about temptation and how when we experience temptation of any kind, it is the ego trying to persuade us that we're a body. And uh, you can read about this in uh, chapter 31, Choose Once Again is the name of the section. It's section 8. It's on page 666 of my text. And it The advice from Jesus here is, choose once again if you would take your place among the saviors of the world or would remain in hell and hold your brothers there. So choose once again. We're choosing to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and remember our true identity. The ego would would tell us to go alone. The ego is always telling us to go it alone. The ego is always telling us that we don't need anyone's help. 
And uh, one of the things that I think of is a toddler, right? Toddlers learning to do stuff and they say, I do it. I do it. <laughs> and as we spiritually mature, we realize who is the I that is speaking in that. If we're all one, who is the I? It's the I am presence. And the I am presence is not a body. And neither are we. We're spiritual beings. Now, one of the major forms of temptation that we all have is that special relationship of hatred, right? The things that we have an aversion to, the people that we have an aversion to, the things we love to hate. So it's greatly tempting to go into upset to aversion, to hatred, to disgust, to repulsion, and to really go on and on and on about how bad someone else is, how awful something is, how horrible it is, how different it should be, right? There are all these things uh, that play through our mind, and they're all opinions. You always know when you're in opinion and judgment if you're hearing the word should cross your mind, you're thinking it should be different, then chances are you are going to be upset and you are identified with the body. And the ego mind will tell you that you're upset because things should be different. But you're never upset for the reason you think you are. The reason that you're upset is because you are choosing, actively, willingly choosing to identify with the body with your opinions and judgments. And to project the same on your brothers and sisters. So the attachment that creates suffering that is the form of a hatred and aversion is very tempting. Oh, it's so tempting. Isn't it amazing that the aversion temptation is just as strong, just as strong as the pleasure temptation, the self-medication temptation. They are both equally strong. So the only way that I know of to really heal all of that cause of suffering, all of that affirmation of separation, is to go to the kingdom which is within And to partner up with the Holy Spirit, the higher self, the Holy Self, the I Am Presence, and to remember my divinity. This is the only possibility I have of feeling better. If I give in to the temptation, I'm only going to feel sick because I've identified with the body. Do you see how that works? When we choose to see ourselves as a body, when we choose to see ourselves as limited, born to die, rather than unlimited, infinite, eternal, holy, then we're creating suffering. And almost always we look to blame it on someone else. Even if we feel guilty and ashamed, we still very often look to blame it on someone else. Or we go into that mental split in our mind 
where we blame ourselves, but we have split from ourselves. So there's the self that is not good. And then there is the self that at least knows that the other part of the self is not good. It's all different forms of separation. Suffering, so much suffering caused through these choices for separation. So we're never upset for the reason we think. We're upset because we've chosen to think thoughts of separation. Choose once again if you would take your place among the saviors of the world. So... Imagine if every single person on the planet would be willing not to resist the temptation, because remember, what you resist persists, but willingness to make a holy offering of it, to make a holy offering of it. And what I literally do is I think of myself placing it on the altar on the altar of God's love. So grateful and so thankful that I can place it on the altar of God's love. And in doing so, I am saying, I'm not a body. There is a higher power, and I'm connected with it. And I am not alone. I do not have to figure this out alone. Remember, the ego is always trying to convince us that we do it on our own. That there's something special or magical about doing it on our own. The only thing that we can do on our own that's truly of value is choose love. Choose love. So the choice is love or fear. And what I, I really like to think of it this way. Love or separation. Oneness or separation. Unity or separation love or attack and lack so looking at it that way for me it's easier to choose love now when we choose fear what we're really doing is we're choosing separation every time we choose separation we're going to feel afraid every single time We think we feel afraid because of circumstances, but we really feel afraid because we have chosen to see ourselves as a body. We've chosen to see ourselves as separate. This is why all attachment creates suffering. So anytime we identify with the body in any way, shape, or form, we're going to be experiencing suffering. There's no way around it. We always want to be grateful for that because it is that sense of suffering that I call the divine alarm clock going off that lets us know we forgot to choose love. A Course in Miracles teaches us that when we choose thoughts of separation, we'll feel afraid. And very often when we feel afraid, there's that temptation to turn to the Holy Spirit and say, please help me, take the fear away from me. Take the fear away from me. But it doesn't work that way. If we're feeling afraid and we turn to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit cannot take the fear away from us. But what the Holy Spirit can do is remind us to choose love. And if we're willing to choose love, the fear will 
dissipate and subside because the fear is a direct result of choosing thoughts of separation. So love is our healer. The only thing there is to heal in this experience of human beingness is the desire to choose separation. That's the only thing that there is to heal. The only problem that we have is we believe that we're separate and we cherish the belief that we're separate. That's the only problem that we have and it shows up in everything. So if we believe we're separate from God, we're going to experience all forms of lack. And, you know, at different times we experience different forms of lack. Different people experience different forms of lack because our curriculum is perfectly designed for us based on the choices we are making. So if you're experiencing uh, loss, limitation, lack, then know that every challenge that you have, that curriculum that you're experiencing is perfectly designed for you. Many people will invest valuable, very valuable energy, time, attention that they could be investing in their healing. They invest it instead in trying to figure out how to manage and cope with the circumstances of their life that they don't like, trying to figure out how did I get in this big mess. And they're looking how to figure it out through the eyes of the ego because they want to put the blame where it belongs, (laughs) quote-unquote. They want to put the blame where it belongs. Well, all thought produces form at some level. Your thought is producing your experiences. There are no idle thoughts. So when you idolize and cherish and value your opinions, your judgments, and you're you're engaging in special relationships of any kind and you want people to think that you're special, then you are cherishing everything that will ultimately make you miserable and create a challenge for you. You're creating the circumstances where you're going to experience more and more sense of lack and limitation. What is the healing for that? Choosing love, choosing unity, choosing oneness instead of separation. And here's the thing about life. We have all these people in our life. They're the people we meet on the street, the people we meet in the stores, the people we meet in traffic, the people we meet in our home, in our workplace, in our spiritual community. Wherever we go, there are people. Some of those people appear to annoy us. Some of those people appear to challenge us. Right? This is the curriculum that's perfectly designed for us. We can try and swap out curriculum. We can say, oh, that person's curriculum is better than mine. No, that cannot be. Everybody's curriculum is perfectly designed for them. How could anybody's curriculum be better for you 
than your own. It's not possible. But, you see, when we live in judgment and opinion and we think that things should be different than they are, we will judge even the curriculum that is perfectly appearing for us to have a holy awakening. I think it's so amazing that right where we are, no matter what is going on, every single aspect of our life is perfectly designed for us to have an awakening right now without delay. All that's required is our willingness to awaken and to accept the curriculum as it is rather than to fight it and judge it and delay our healing. It's so challenging. It really is so challenging because the world would teach us completely differently. The world would teach us that it's so important that we manifest stuff. The world would teach us that it's how things look that are so important. The world is always trying to convince us that we're a body and that the body has all these needs. But it's not true. And it never will be true. No matter how attached we are to thinking it's true, no matter how great our suffering, it's not true. You know, and there's a a tremendous temptation that many of us have, and it's to throw a spiritual temper tantrum and to think, well, if we get so miserable and so desperate that we're going to kill ourselves or we're so miserable and so unhappy that God will finally take pity on us and give us some stuff to make us happy. (laughs) But you see, that's not going to happen because the I Am Presence, the Holy Spirit, divinity knows that the stuff doesn't make us happy and it doesn't make us unhappy either. It is our awareness of our divinity that is the only happiness And we have the free will to choose that in every moment. And it's up to us in every moment. So every single aspect of our life is perfectly designed to remind us that this is how it really is. When I caught that, it was such a deep and abiding healing for me. I can honestly say that the wanting... And the craving has disappeared so much. The temptation has diminished so much. And it's really because I focused my mind, my attention on choosing love and valuing love above all else. Some of the most profoundly healing times in my life were when I simply was sitting in my meditation chair with tears running down my face and saying, all I want is God. I know that now. That is the only thing of value is my connection with God. And I have a connection with God. So I have everything that I could possibly want. I already have it. And I'm willing to accept that I have it. I'm willing to know that I have it. I am willing to share the awareness that I already have the kingdom installed within. And this is the thing that motivates my life now. It's wonderful. It's, it's, it's great because life is so much more graceful 
when you can do, as it says in Lesson 135, Paragraph 18, what could you not accept if you but knew that everything that happens, all events, past, present, and to come, are gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good? Well, we've got more to come. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles. And we're walking the talk and living the love right here on Unity Online Radio. And we're doing it together. I'll be right back. ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. How's life working for you? Would it be okay with you if it got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful, more vibrant? Join Rev. Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Spiritual Coaching, Creating a Vibrant Life. Each week, Carla visits with leading-edge coaches as they explore the sacred purpose and stunning results of this exciting and emerging coaching model. Together, they reveal the secrets and successes of this transformational process. Call in and join the discussion as Carla creates a safe and sacred space to dialogue about real life and real-world transformations. That's Spiritual Coaching, Living a Vibrant Life with Rev. Carla McClellan. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Have through choosing to pay attention to the temptations and to do these practices. They have been so transformative for me, so healing, so beneficial. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I've really gotten to the point where I am now grateful for every temptation because it gives me an opportunity to call forth tremendous healing. It's a tremendous healing opportunity. 
it used to feel like a burden and now I see what it really is. It's an opportunity for me to disengage with the ego and to fully identify with the spirit. And that's what I'm interested in. So you see every challenge is going to let you know what are you interested in and give you the opportunity to choose. That's why the teaching about temptation is to choose again. To choose again. Yes, yes, yes. (sighs) Temptation has one lesson it would teach in all its forms. Wherever it occurs, it would persuade the Holy Son of God, he is a body, born in what must die, born in a body, unable to escape its frailty, and bound by what it orders him to feel. So we think we can't help but feel, you know, but here's the thing. I believe it's possible to quit smoking without feeling temptation. And I, I did that. I've also quit smoking, because <laughs> most people who quit smoking quit a few times. I quit smoking where it was excruciating. At least once or twice I quit smoking that way. But then ultimately I quit smoking where it was easy and there was no temptation because I was clear. It can be that way. It can be that way. So it's important to realize that temptation can be a craving, but it can also be an aversion, right? And it's a holy opportunity that's being presented for you to get a spiritual booster rocket if you choose or to create more negativity, more karma that you're just going to have to deal with immediately and again and again and again until you decide you don't cherish ego identification anymore. So this is why I offer a lot of the free stuff that I offer because my awakening is so valuable to me. Oh my goodness, it's so valuable to me and the the greatest joy in my life is to be able to extend this awareness that we're not a body, that we can liberate, that we can partner up with the higher Holy Spirit itself, that we are worthy of that love. We're so worthy of that love, regardless of what we have done and regardless of what has been done to us. The worthiness never diminishes. The worthiness never diminishes. Never. And so, I invite you to become my prayer partner. I have a prayer line, and I'll give you that number in just a moment. And I record a new prayer every day. You can call and listen to the prayer any time of the day or night. It's a U.S. number. And uh, I've been thinking lately that I might uh, get some numbers in other countries so people could call it uh, as a local number in other countries. But also, uh, you can listen online and you can get a reminder every day in your email if you'd like. I call it my spiritual espresso, the reminder of the prayer for today. You can also find the prayer for today at Facebook and join me there. So to get the email, go to jenniferhadley.com and you can sign up either on the prayer page or the blog page. 
to receive that daily prayer message in your email. And you know what I love about it? Even if you don't click and listen to the prayer, even if all you do is you see that email show up in your list of emails, the reminder is there. You are one with the one. And you can accept just seeing that my name in your email, the reminder to pray, as a reminder to choose love. Every little thing the Holy Spirit will use to remind us to choose love, to choose again. So if we're feeling distraught, we're feeling upset, we can choose again. And if it feels really difficult, if it feels excruciating and that temptation feels just unbearable and the temptation is to self-medicate, just know that you're intensifying the identification with the ego and more suffering is what you're asking for. You're saying, I'm interested in separation. I'm interested in more suffering. Be willing to try something new. Be willing the next time you notice you feel tempted by a craving or an aversion to place your hand on your heart, get still, and turn it over. Invoke the Holy Spirit to walk with you and talk with you. Be willing to feel your feelings. In this, I call it healing the pattern. So we have patterns of separation, and we could, it could be a pattern of, I'm not good enough. It could be a pattern of, I'm unworthy. It could be a pattern of any number of thoughts of negativity, blame, shame, regret, resentment, hurt, fear, worry, guilt, revenge, all these different patterns of negativity that are so tempting to energize. Instead, we cultivate our willingness to let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting and to sit with our feelings and to notice what thoughts arise in our mind and are they true? What thoughts arise in your mind and are they true? This is the opportunity that we have. (laughs) And it's so powerful when we actively choose love, when we actively choose to partner up with the Holy Spirit, there is such a deep and profound healing that takes place. And what happened for me as I began to choose love and choose the Holy Spirit more than fear over and over and over again, there became this great delight every time I felt a temptation. This great delight that, oh, I have the ability to choose love. Oh my goodness, I have the ability to remember my true identity. I have the ability to feel these feelings and not identify with them. We are not our feelings. The feelings that take over our body, the ones that are the feelings of shame and lack and limitation, All those feelings that we feel in the body, they're not anything but the signal that we have chosen to identify with the body, and that's why we're afraid. That's why we're truly upset. 
how wonderful is it to liberate from thinking that we are upset because of the circumstances of our life instead of because we're choosing the thoughts that create the circumstances of separation. Wow, this is such a deep healing. It's so profound. Oh, I said I'd give you my phone number for the prayer line. I better do that. (laughs) So the phone number is 760-569-6005. I'll say it again. And remember, too, you can also get it at jenniferhadley.com. The number is 760-569-6005. Yes. And I also will tell you, you can join us at Facebook at the Course in Miracles Pledge at Facebook. You can also join us at livingacourseinmiracles.com. So livingacourseinmiracles.com, we've still got, uh, how many classes do we have left? We have um, 10 classes left? I think so, 10 classes left. And it's all free at livingacoursemiracles.com. How wonderful is that? So these practices are the practices that truly support us in liberating from this sense of separation. Remember, the truth is what sets us free. Why does it set us free? Because the truth is who we are. The truth is that rock upon which we can stand if we choose. It's so powerful. It's so healing. So I'm inviting you right now to place your hand on your heart, as I am doing, and let us take that deep breath of love. And I invite you to call into your mind maybe some addictive or compulsive tendency that you have, or perhaps there's a temptation that, of something that you love to hate. And right now we're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self and we're placing it on God's altar. I call it the altar fire of divine love. So whatever that temptation is to identify with the body, to live in pain and blame and shame, anger and upset. We're placing it in the hands of God, if you will. We're giving it to God. We're giving it to the Holy Spirit. And we're saying, lead us, guide us, help us to know our true identity. Help us to see and hear and feel and know clearly the truth of God, which is the truth of our life. We accept it right now as a healing and we give thanks for it. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, I love you. Have a great week. Join me and John Monday at livingacourseofmiracles.com this week. We're walking the talk and living the love together on Unity Online Radio.